Kanu Goosh Mazadara, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Innovation in India and China podcast series today. You've just given a lovely talk on the art markets on behalf of Sotheby's, who you work for in India and China. Can you just tell us what your research shows and particularly the recent revelations about soaring prices for art? Well, um, you know, as I mentioned in my lecture, the the main reason for the soaring price in art, which then subsequent speakers who dealt with luxury markets spoke about, is is the fact that people were making these these purchases because they represented a certain lifestyle symbol to them. As you have the creation of new wealth in new places in the globe, um, you have the creation of a luxury goods market there and you have the creation of an art market there. So that's actually the most important lesson that our research shows. And as I said, China and India are not uh, emerging markets for us. They're new markets. Emerging markets could be uh, defined as the one for modern and contemporary Middle Eastern and for Turkish art. Well, let's just do country by country now. If we, ta- if we take India, I mean, what's happened with the prices? Uh, and uh, I- in particular, I mean, it's, it's just become uh, unimaginable the prices from, say, the beginning of the 1990s to now 2009, staggering. Exactly. Um, And actually, the the biggest growth spurt occurred between 2005 and 2009. And as I mentioned a little bit in my talk, um, not only the creation of new wealth, but also the easing of government regulations both played an important role in the the growth um, of the market. Just between, as you you saw in my, my lecture, just between 2000 um, uh, 5 to 2006, there was a, hundred, a 300% growth in, in prices, which is really, really staggering. And that's when you begin to have people looking at art as an asset class. What return is my art portfolio giving me, and how is it comparing to the S&P, for instance? And then that's when a whole new breed of people enters the market. You know, you start off with collectors who are buying the art for emotional, psychological reasons. And then as the prices start creeping up, you have the induction of a new uh, uh, group of buyers who are looking at it as an asset class, and then the prices go up even further. So with each new sort of, you know, um, wave of of new new entrants, there is an effect on demand, and then there is an effect on price. That's India. What about China? You told that lovely story of of how Chinese mothers are telling their daughters to marry artists, not businessmen, because um, that's now deemed to be where the wealth is. is. That's that's absolutely correct. And actually, you know, again, as I said in my talk, there's a big price differential between Indian and um, Chinese art already. Prices for Chinese art uh, have been much more than they have for Indian art, much stronger prices. And, you know, equal, equal amounts of of uh, percentage growth, but the Chinese art market is much bigger, both in volume and in value. Um, I think that that's because there is a bigger demand for it just in terms of sheer numbers in both China and also globally because, as I said again, uh, leading Chinese artists of the day began their careers in the West in the 90s after Tiananmen Square. That made a big difference. While international buyers are coming into the Indian market only now, Chinese market was started by international buyers, which then makes a difference in your starting price. The average lot price then in India and then China? 
Well, the average lot price, as I said, uh, you know, in, in, in India, um, in 2007 and 2008, for a modern Indian art, the average lot value was about $67,000. At this moment, it's about $54,000. In in China, the average lot for Chinese art, the average lot value is actually uh, much, much more. It's two times more because the values are more the and the size of the market is more. And you also mentioned that uh, widely known fact that uh, in recessions, and in particular, collectors like to collect wine. They still see it as a safe bet. Is that true in India and China? Uh, well, actually, you know, in, in India, actually, I'm glad you asked this question. It's something that I wasn't able to mention in my talk. Um, I think that international wine sales would have a great future in India, but for government regulation. Um, just as I spoke about how import duties were lowered in India for art purchases, and that helped pe- more people from India put money into uh, international auction, um, it's hard, hard for, uh, to do that in wine because the import duty for wine is 150%. So, you know, there's all these buyers in India who are great targets for wine sales, but they're not going to pay 150% duty to import foreign wine into India. So it's a, you know, merry, merry market for the Indian winemakers. In China, Hong Kong, that's not the case. There's no duty. But you do have to know, there's a serious point here, you do have to know what to collect and you told that lovely story at the end so and finally to you you mentioned that Picasso was famous because he had an agent. He 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 actually no. I I said Picasso and Braque started out their careers at the same time. Both are today respected widely as senior modern artists, and they're both shown together at the MoMA in New York. But uh, uh, you know, the, an anecdote that I'd heard as an artistry student was that Picasso had the better dealer. So the point was that marketing is so important to create a market. And in terms of sitting through this conference for two days, innovation in India and China. It's exciting, isn't it? It's it's absolutely fantastic, and you know just the sheer brain power in that conference room. It's it's you know absolutely overwhelming, and so many new ideas are being discussed, debated, put to the test. Um, and I think it'll be really great to see five years from now or ten years from now how much truth uh, you know uh, the, these ideas bear out, and you know what works and what doesn't. Thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today on innovation in India and China. Thank you. My pleasure.